This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, Home, Part 4, The Family Feud. Creating confusion within the family is a tactic from the enemy. You must have a mindset of the Lord to rebuild your home. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I want to talk today, this is uh, my next message in the series on home. So we've been talking about home. We've been looking at the home. Uh, uh, Last Sunday, we had my wife as well as uh, Priscilla Shia sharing about Mother's Day. And today I want to talk about the family feud. If I was going to give a title to this message, I would call it the family feud. You know about the family feud. You know about that game show where one family goes against another family to see if they can guess the answers to the questions that are raised. But I want to talk about not family feuding with one family against another, but I want to spend some time and talk about the feud that goes on within the family, the things that destroy the family, the things that tear families apart. And I'm going to take a a, a passage. I want to look at a, a passage from Nehemiah. If you have your Bibles, Grab Nehemiah, get your Bibles, get your iPhone, iPad, and let's go to Nehemiah chapter 4. And I want to read uh, for you verses 7 through 14. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. And, and if you know the story about Nehemiah, Nehemiah uh, had the assignment and the task and the burden of rebuilding the walls around his homeland, around his hometown, his home city. Uh, The walls had been torn down and had been torn down for a multitude of years. But Nehemiah took it upon himself to go home, leave the job he had in another country, and to come home and rebuild the walls around his hometown. And I want to pick up at verse number 7. I'm going to read this verses 7 through 14 for just a moment. Here it is. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 7. Now, it happened when Samballot, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites... The Ashtite and the Ashtites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Then Judah said, The strength of the laborers is failing, and there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. And our our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into the midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. So it was when the Jews who dwelt near them came that they told us ten times, from whatever place you turn, they will be upon us. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall at the openings, and I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your your sons, your daughters, your wives, in your houses. Wow. Nehemiah has the awesome task of rebuilding the walls around the city of Jerusalem. He has 
the assignment, the mandate from God to do it. And he takes it upon himself to begin to do it. And, and what I want to say to you today is that walls in, for Nehemiah and his people represented the protection. It represented uh, security. It represented uh, safety for the people who live within the walls. And even though our cities today are not surrounded by physical walls, what protects our, gives us safety and gives us security is the wall of the family. That is the cornerstone of how God created our culture, how he created the world, not even just our culture, but the world, to live within the parameters of family. God loves family. And as a matter of fact, I believe the heart of God says this, if we are not willing to protect the family, then there's no reason for God to protect our homes. The families, in fact, are what's very, very important to God. And it says here that Nehemiah came back to restore the walls. And in verse six and seven, it says the enemy got angry. Y'all need to be clear that when you and I make a decision to build our families or to rebuild our families or to maintain our families or to strengthen our family, please be assured that somebody going to get mad. Somebody's going to get angry. And they didn't want to see these walls rebuilt. And so the scripture says uh, in verse number seven, uh, they became very angry. And in verse six says, has we built, has, so we built the walls and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height. They had gotten halfway through the assignment of rebuilding the walls. And it says the people had a mind to work. It takes a surefire focus and a mindset to say, I want to rebuild my family. I want to rebuild my home. I want to make sure my home stays on a solid foundation and solid ground. I love that. God will, I, you know what I believe? I believe God will bring deliverance and victory and hope and answers to anybody who's willing to put the effort and the energy in to rebuild their walls. It won't be easy. It might not even be what you feel like doing. See, that's the problem. People don't do things unless they feel like doing it or, or unless they feel led. But my assignment is to try to tell you that if you make one step in the direction of God's will, he'll make two steps for you. And so here, Nehemiah and the people are rebuilding the wall and they've gotten halfway through the journey. And it says here uh, in verse number six, the people had a mind to work. But there was in verse seven, there was a number of people who got upset and mad that they were restoring the walls and that the gaps were beginning to close. Let me tell you something real clear. Just jot this down. There will be people and there will be things and efforts, both from people and hell and from the devil, that when they see you making progress, they will try to interrupt you restoring your family, restoring your marriage, restoring your relationship with your kids, restoring your relationships with your siblings. There will be efforts by the enemy. Hear me when I tell you this. Don't be shocked or surprised that somebody gets uh, upset and mad and wants to tear it down. And that's what happened. They hear this army of Sanballat and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and the Ashadites heard that the walls, verse 7, of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were beginning to be closed and that they became very angry. They got pissed off. They got upset and mad. And all of them, verse 8, conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem. And here's what they wanted to do. Create confusion. There's one of the methods of operation, the MO of how the enemy operates. He, in fact, wants to create confusion. 
And that's in fact exactly what they did. They sought to create confusion. Nevertheless, verse 9, look at verse 9. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God, and because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. Then Judah said, verse 10, the strength of the laborers is failing, and there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. Here's what he said. There's so much trouble, so much drama, so much, so much challenge that the people have lost their strength and people have, uh, uh, don't have the energy to rebuild the wall. Listen to me today. What is keeping our families from moving forward is rubbish. That's what the text says right here in verse 10. There's so much rubbish that we're not able to build a wall. We're not able to complete the assignment. And this is what causes people to lose their energy and strength. This is what causes a a husband to walk out of the home from his family. This is what causes a wife to no longer want to be the circle for the family. It's the rubbish. I want to highlight four areas of rubbish. I'm not going to talk about in detail about a matter of fact, over the next week, I'm, next few weeks, I'm going to take each one of them and delve deeply into each one. But I at least want to tell you what they are. What are the areas that creates the rubbish and stops the church from having the capacity and stops families from having the capacity to move forward? Here's a matter of fact, here's what I believe. People can't get along at church because they can't get along at home. It's at home where you learn how to deal with other people. It's at home where you learn how to deal with adults, as children or younger people learn how to deal with those older than you. It's at home where those who are older learn how to deal with their siblings who are younger. It's at home where you learn how to share. If you don't ever learn how to share at home, you you don't know how to share at church or at work or in any place. If you don't know how to be responsible at home and committed, At home, you won't do it in other places. And this, brothers and sisters, is what the issue and the problem was. They had so much rubbish, so much stuff that was not necessary, that wasn't a part of the plan, so much trash, so much unnecessary stuff that was hanging around that kept them from doing what it is that God had assigned for them to do. And we have the same issues with our families. We've got rubbish. We got trash. We got problems and issues. And, and I, don't know why we, I don't know why people are so surprised to come to church and see that people at church don't know how to do certain things. Hey, that's why we bring you to church. We are a hospital for sick, jacked up jokers. That's what the church is, to help you learn how to get yourself together. Notice I didn't say get your act together. We don't need no more actors in church or actresses. Got too many people who know how to put on an act, but they don't know how to be genuine. And so here in this this text, Nehemiah has the challenge and the problem of all this rubbish, all of this trash, and they're not able to complete rebuilding the walls. And the adversaries are talking and seeing all this drama and pain and issues and 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 rubbish. And so they said they're not going to finish the job. Now, my brothers and sisters, if I were to ask you this, go ahead, speak out out loud. What's the issues right there in your family that keeps the family from being everything it wants it to be? Go ahead, holler it out. I'm listening. 
What is it that keeps your family from moving forward, from rebuilding the safety net, from establishing and rebuilding what it is that the family needs to be everything God wants it to be? What is it? There are four things that I've listed. It's, it's more. But here are the things that I believe are the top of the notch areas. Here's a hitter. I'm, gonna not, I'm not going to be able to deal with them. I'll tell, tell them one at a time over the next four weeks. But here's number one, it is unresolved conflict, the inability to resolve issues. That's a big deal, it's a big problem. And it's not anything new. This was a problem that happened all the way back from the beginning. Adam and Eve had conflict. Their sons, Cain and Abel, had conflict. The devil doesn't want you to survive or make it because uh, he, he will create conflict to keep you from talking and communicating. That's his deal. On the inability, the lack of the ability to resolve the problems and the conflicts that you have. Let me tell you something that's very important. Family issues and marriage issues are skill-based. It doesn't take a special talent. You don't have to have a special gift. You just need to put some skills in place. It can be learned. There's skills. Skills to communicate. Skills in listening. Skills, skills to help resolve conflict. And I'm going to spend some time teaching you how to do that, how to resolve the conflict, how to get along, how, how to move forward, how to not be angry. We're going to spend just a t- some time talking about and teaching you how to have the ability to resolve conflict. Secondly is the issue of finances, money, money management. I know it's not a brand new thing. Again, it's something that has been repeated in history. People have Money management issues. When there's a family and one person doesn't know how to be disciplined in their spending, that's drama. When somebody charges up the credit card all the way to the max or keep using the credit card, that's a problem. When somebody uses the money that's designated for one thing but uses it for something that it wasn't designated for, that is a problem. Financial issues, financial challenges. Ecclesiastes 10:19 says, "Money answers all things. The lack of money is a problem. The mismanagement of money is a problem. Most people don't have a money problem. They have a management problem. They don't know how to manage their money right. I want to spend some time talking about that. I could talk about that one for weeks on end, but I'm going to spend one week just dealing with the issues that keeps pulling families down. It's a family feud inside the family about how the money's going to be spent. Please don't miss these sessions. And I want to say to some families here today, I know this, this corona has brought drama in your finances, but guess what? You know what I know? God has not stopped being God. And I believe he's more than capable and more than able of meeting your needs and will meet your needs. Here's number three. Somebody say, take your time, Pastor. Sexual immorality, it is the issues of, of, of the sin of sex in the wrong place with the wrong people. It is sexual behavior that destroys families. And I want to challenge you today, and I'm going to talk about this too in a couple of weeks, a whole sermon on sexual immorality, because it is in fact a challenge in so many families, unfaithfulness, a challenge, pornography. It's a challenge. It's a problem. We're going to spend some time 
dealing with that. Number four, the fourth thing I'm going to talk about is divorce. I always lose some members when I go on this topic here, but I have to speak the truth and preach the truth whether you like it or not. But the Bible is crystal clear. God hates divorce. And before you get another divorce, please listen to what I have to say to you. These four things are ripping families apart. I I know you want to get a divorce and you think God wants you happy. He's not after your happiness, bro. He's not after you being happy, sister. He's after your conformity to his image. And if you don't get whatever the issue is resolved here and walk off and get married to somebody else, that same cha- some other challenge will come back up because that same issue that, that created the drama in this marriage will create the drama in that marriage. And it's going to go on. How many marriages you got to go through before you get it right? Go on and preach, Pastor. Divorce. Everybody thinks it's okay. Just run off. Go and get married to somebody else with no regard for the impact to your children. Their lives are ripped apart while you go along and be happy. Well, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, the next four weeks, I'm, I don't normally do this, but I'm telling you, that's what I'm going to be doing over the next several weeks. But let me close with this, with this thought here to you. As Nehemiah is rebuilding the wall, and there's an army of people who have tried to tear him down. But I like what he says in verse 13 and 14. Therefore, I positioned men... Before the lower parts of the wall, Nehemiah says, at the opening, and I set the people according to their families. I set the people. I told families, go get in position and get in place. He told families. And with their swords, their spears, and their bows, get the tools necessary. Get the tools in your hand to defend your family, your safety, your security. Get the tools in your hand. And, 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 and in this case, they have swords, spears, and bows. I'm telling you today, we've got some tools to put in our hand that we're going to talk about over the next four weeks of how to deal and how to get the victory. I'm going to be preaching on these things, teaching and preaching on the tools you need in your hands. Get it in your hands and get in place. In verse number 14, he says, and I looked and arose. And said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. That's, that's, that alone is a profound point right there. Don't operate in fear. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, it says, verse 14. And our Lord, our God that we serve is great and awesome. He's an incredible God. He is the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose again. He lives. He is an awesome God. Remember the Lord. And then it says this, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. This is what I'm trying to get to today. Fight for your family. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your children. Fight for your sons. Fight for your daughters. Fight for it. Don't give up. Don't walk away. Don't let the enemy think that he can just rip your family apart. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but my word to you today is fight. Stand up. Don't give in. Don't quit. Fight for your family. It's a mindset from God that he he will walk with us and he will talk with us and he will empower us and you can win. Fight for your family. Yes, it's a family feud, but don't fight with each other. Fight with the enemy. Fight, for the, fight against the one who's trying to rip your family apart. The place that's your safety and your security. The place where you may not feel loved, but you are loved. Fight for it. Fight to keep it together. 
Don't let the enemy win. Stop fighting among yourselves and let's fight to keep our families together. That's my, that's my message today. That's my word to some lost souls, some people who are, can't even sit in the same room together and watch a service, not communicating, not able to pray together. It's time to go past that. I want to push you today to pray together. If you've never prayed together, pray together today. I say, we're going, to put, we're going to keep this together. We're not going to let the enemy win. Father, I'm praying right now in Jesus' name for families who've been ripped apart and families who the enemy, who, what his MO has been, has dropped rubbish all over their homes. I want to pray today, God, that you would begin the process of bringing about healing. In the precious and mighty name of Jesus, I pray. I pray. I'm praying for these children on this, this special day that we recognize our kids. I'm praying today, Heavenly Father, and asking you to let these children grow up in a wholesome, safe environment. I'm praying today that they will learn the lessons they need to learn to be everything you created them to be. And I pray this in Jesus' name. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. Obtain the tools necessary to defend your family. Fight to keep your family together. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.